Game begin. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of the Downloadable Gaming Podcast. Your, and now I can say this, daily gaming survival guide giving you the latest news and reviews from the digital world. Well, this is it. We made it as a daily podcast now, and we've gotten more good news. Now you can catch DLG on Apple Podcasts once again, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, we got a great episode coming up. We're going to be talking about Racer's new keyboard and mouse combo that's for the Xbox One. We're going to be talking about some updates going on for the new Uncharted movie that's supposed to come out. And I'm going to give y'all some tips for content creators that want to make it as a podcaster, YouTuber, or Twitch streamer, just so you can go into 2019 ready to go. All that and more coming up right now. So we are nearing the peak of the holiday season. Christmas is right around the corner. New Year's is coming up right after that. And I know there is a ton of aspiring creators out there, especially for us gamers. We all dreamed about being YouTubers. We all dream about being Twitch streamers. We all dream about being podcast hosts. I've gotten lucky to at least dabble in trying all three of these within the past, I don't know, three, four years now. And I've learned a lot of things from my time trying all of these out. I want to make sure that every gamer who dreams of being a content creator and getting the chance to play games and possibly even earn a living from doing so gets these basic fundamental tips. That way you can go into 2019 ready to go. My first tip works whether you're a gamer, whether you're doing any other type of content online or pretty much in all aspects of creative space. It's called niching down. There are so many people who know what category of content that they want to create, but they always make the mistake of not going one step further in determining the type of content and the type of audience that they want to go after. When I first started creating gaming content on YouTube, I was just saying, I want to create walkthrough videos. I want to attract all gamers. You know how many people I attracted? 22 subscribers. That was it. Out of all the work that I used to do in producing videos, editing them, publishing them, sharing them on social media, I only managed 22 subscribers. Why? Because I didn't dig deeper into the type of people that I wanted to attract. Here's a free one for all the gamers. You know what videos actually did well for me when I started doing gaming videos? Gaming history videos. I made three videos diving into the lives of some of the most popular characters that were out in 2018 or 2017. I did Iden Versio from Battlefront 2. I did Cole Phelps from L.A. Noir, and I did Billy Lurk from Dishonored. And for someone who had only 22 subscribers, those three videos actually have about 6,000 views between all three of them. Not a lot, but 
again, considering I only had 22 subscribers, that felt like everything to me. And if you realize it, a lot of channels that have diehard fans are very niche channels. If you want to see another example, go to Gaming History Verified. That's another channel that actually dives into the history that is shown in video games and verifies the authenticity of it. That channel manages videos with tens of thousands of views, hundreds of thousands of views total, and only has like 15 videos. So if you want to make it as a gamer, honestly, you got to dig deeper than that. And you got to create more content than just walkthroughs, let's plays, news videos like this one, because a lot of people are doing it. My second biggest tip, and honestly, it took me years to actually get this through my head. You don't need all the best equipment in order to start creating. Look at me right now with this podcast. I have my blue snowball microphone literally standing on a pile of books. My pop filter, which is attached to my desk right over it. I'm using my computer, which I do have Adobe Creative Suite, so that's how I'm recording. And I'm using Anchor to host my podcast, and that is free. So literally my entire recording setup maybe costs around $50 total, not including the $27 a month for the Creative Cloud. $50 total in order to get started podcasting, and now here I am on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on so many other platforms. It's amazing what you can do today. Whatever equipment that you have, whether you're trying to be a YouTuber and all you have is a crappy webcam, crappy Elgato, get started. Whether you're an aspiring podcaster and you only have the microphone from your headphones, get started. Anchor is amazing because you can even use them to record your podcast and edit it from there. You don't even need this creative cloud. My third and ultimately hardest tip for anybody that wants to be a creator, especially for us gamers, you need to be consistent. You see me trying to put out a podcast every single day now for this new edition of DLG. When DLG first started, we were diligently putting out an episode every week for the first year and we were getting some good traction. But then ultimately things did fall apart because me and my fellow co-hosts, we had our other priorities in life. So it didn't work out towards the end, which is why I'm so glad I got to bring it back out now. But if you can go either do a piece of content a day, piece of content a week, multiple pieces of content a week, and you could do it diligently and you could do it consistently, you will grow from that because you will have such a backlog of content that people will find you pretty much hundreds of ways within a year. I'm trying to create 365 ways that people can find my content. And I will make that happen and you can make it happen as well. So gamers, it's 2019 coming up. If you want to become a content creator, now's the best time. Get your equipment now. Get what you want to do started. 
go to mindmap.com, create a little storyboard. It's free. That's how I got started and start creating. Trust me, nothing feels better than having your content out there for the world. So I know PC Master Race is pretty big, maybe the biggest community when it comes to gaming. Listen, I've dabbled in PC gaming. Right now, I suck at PC gaming, but I'm still trying. The only PC game I play right now is Cuphead, and that's just so I could, you know, hit my desk and nothing will break. But it seems like Microsoft is trying to bring in the PC community into the Xbox world. And with Razer, they actually released a new keyboard and mouse combo called the Razer Turret, which is specifically built for Xbox One. Now, I love Razer products. I have a Razer Arnada keyboard for my computer, and this turret actually looks pretty nice. It has custom lighting that actually syncs up to your Xbox games, so it changes colors based on the game that you're playing. It also has an Xbox dashboard key, which allows you to immediately go to your homepage on your Xbox One. It also has a pull-out surface on the side, so that way you can actually use your mouse on that, which means you don't even need room on your desk to play on this keyboard and mouse. You can just simply take it on your lap, extend the side of the keyboard, and use that as your mouse pad. Now, I don't know how comfortable that's going to be because I remember the time where before I had my current computer set up, I was holding my keyboard in my hand and using my mouse like literally in front of a TV that I used as a monitor. So I don't know how comfortable of a gaming experience this is going to be, but I like that they're actually thinking ahead about those people who have their Xbox, let's say, in their living room or their Xbox One on a desk that doesn't have much room and allows you to actually get the full experience of keyboard and mouse while you have a little bit of space. Now look, I'm all down for trying to unite gamers to a certain product. I get you're trying to get PC gamers over to the Xbox side. I don't necessarily know how well this is gonna sell in the very beginning because I feel like this is such a big adjustment period because you'll have Xbox One gamers who's so used to the controllers buying this to possibly try out mouse and keyboard lifestyle. Then you have the diehard PC gamers who you really need to convince to buy this along with possibly buying an Xbox One itself. Now, would I buy it? Probably. I'm actually getting an Xbox One, so I'm thinking about buying that myself. But how much is it, you may ask? It goes for about $250 for the combo with the mouse and the keyboard. Now, $250 sounds pretty steep for a keyboard and mouse that's essentially a controller but Razer is known for putting out quality products with a little bit of flash that is kind of expensive I think I paid 170 for my Ornata keyboard and honestly it's the best keyboard I've had so far so it's actually worth the price to me
Okay, Team DLG, before we get on to the next story, I do need to ask you guys a big favor. Now that we're officially on Apple Podcasts, I need a lot of help getting this podcast out to the world. And the best thing that we can do to do that is actually give this show ratings and reviews on their site. So, to all my iPhone people out there, to all my MacBook people out there, I know if you heard from the first episode on, I was making fun of iPhones, but I would really appreciate it if you go onto Apple Podcasts, give this podcast a five-star rating, and tell us why you love it. Or give us a one-star and tell us why you hate it. I'm always looking to improve the podcast. And if you're on any other podcast platform, I know Stitcher also does ratings as well, please give us a five stars on this or give us however many stars you think we deserve. Either tell us you love us, tell us you hate us, or what we can do to improve. So I'm here scrolling through IGN trying to find a good story to talk about on today's podcast, which I tend to do throughout the day in order to find these stories. I go through IGN, GameSpot, Flipboard's gaming section, and this article really caught my eye. Director Sean Levy steps away from Tom Holland Uncharted movie. If you did not know this, there has been talks of an Uncharted movie coming out since 2009 i'm 23 years old this movie has been in the works since i was about 14. almost nine years almost a decade actually that we've been in talks about this movie and nothing has really progressed from it I don't know how many directors that they've done gone through with this movie, but directors have been going in and out, dropping from the film. There has been numerous disagreements about the finalization of the script for this movie. And the only consistent thing that we have and the only piece of proof that we know that this movie has any kind of life is the fact that Tom Holland is expected to play Nathan Drake. Which got me thinking a lot about these video games that get turned into movies and are they even a good idea at this point? Honestly, no. And here's why I believe that. What makes video games so great is the fact that we are so immersed in the medium and we know that these characters' lives are literally in our hands. If I'm playing Uncharted, if I mess up, Nathan Drake is gone. If I mess up, Sully may get hurt. In another game, in Assassin's Creed, if I mess up, Ezio or any of the other former assassins, they're going to pass. And I don't mean pass as in get a good grade. I mean pass away. If I mess up in Tomb Raider, Laura Croft is gone. We are so immersed in video games that we feel like we are literally in the story and we are actively participating. 
even in cutscenes now, thanks to quick time events, we are even more immersed in the game. See, with movies, like television, it's a passive medium. We can passively watch it. That's why a lot of these video games that get turned into movies don't necessarily do well. I know the Tomb Raider franchise has gotten multiple movies, but were they ever really that good? Outside of just Angelina Jolie herself, Assassin's Creed, from what I heard, was terrible. I didn't even bother seeing it. And the fact that Ubisoft has other ideas for films coming up, like Far Cry, for instance, like other games, possibly another Assassin's Creed movie, I don't see how this is going to work. You can't recreate that immersion that we feel when we're playing a game. I don't care who's playing who. I love Tom Holland. I loved how he played Spider-Man. But I don't think he could pull off a Nathan Drake and make me feel and make me really into the story. You need to, first off, you need to have a lot of witty comebacks to be Nathan Drake. Which, if you're going to be playing Spider-Man, you needed that anyway, so he probably has the chops. When I was younger, I wanted all these video games to be movies. I wanted Far Cry 3 to be a movie because I just love Voss. If you don't know this by now, Voss is one of my favorite villains all time in gaming. And it's because of the way he was acted, the way he was, how do I say this? The way he talked, it was like some menace, but at the same time, a really smart psycho. So that was due to some really great acting, but it was mostly because I was immersed in this. By the way, if there's actually gonna be a Far Cry movie, we need to do better about getting Jason Brody some personality. Really, if this is going to be a story about somebody's descent from being a regular modernized human being to being a survivalist who is battling his instincts versus his heart and his brain, we actually need more than the acting that we've gotten from Jason in the game itself. But back to this Uncharted movie. I don't think it's happening. I think after 10 years, almost 10 years of working on this, and almost 10 years of problems between all the directors dropping, all the script issues. I just really don't think this is going to work. I think this entire movie is going to fall through. And I think a lot of studios are going to be more hesitant when it comes to video games turning into movies. And let's say this does go through which I highly doubt because we don't even have a possible release date yet. But hypothetically speaking, let's say this goes through. Let's say Tom Holland pulls it off as Nathan Drake. Let's say we finally get a good movie from a video game. What's gonna happen? They're gonna have Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, Uncharted 4. They're gonna go through Far Cry. Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, Far Cry 5. They're going to have another Assassin's Creed. This is going to get boring real fast. Because once again, we're not going to be immersed in this. And the film industry could do whatever they want. They can try to make 3D versions. They can try to make IMAX versions. 
They can try to make 4D versions. You're not going to get the same feeling from us as you would from us playing a game themselves ourselves. Unless you want to do another first-person movie, you could try that. But who knows? Remember, this is a conversation between you and I. So what's y'all opinion on this? Do you guys really want to see an Uncharted movie? After 10 years of pre-production work, not even production work, pre-production. Do you guys want to see a possible Far Cry movie? Do you guys want to see another Assassin's Creed movie? Do you even want to see another video game turned into a movie? Let me know. Anyways, you awesome people, this is all the time that we have for today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you all for helping make DLG The Revival as strong as it's been so far. And remember, if you have any questions or if you have any opinions on any of the stories we talked about, leave a voicemail, download the Anchor app, and you can leave a voice message to me for the podcast. And if it's a question or if it's a really good opinion, I may even play it on the podcast and respond. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for watching and I'll see you on the next episode.